Are we hot here? We we are are hot and rolling. Hot here. Are we rolling? That's a new hashtag. That's cool. Are we rolling hot? That's are we hot? Yes, I think we are. Hot and rolling. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to a little independent, the podcast where two friends talk about independent, obscure, or just plain weird movies. My name's Ryan, and I'm Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi, Ryan. (laughs) Wow, I'm just you. I'm leaning into it, baby. I. I guess I I don't know if anybody listening likes hearing uh, you know us peer <laughs> behind the curtain uh, you know or seeing us here yeah us talk about being behind the curtain yes but do you think about how you're gonna do that particular part I I guess you know we're a few episodes into this thing now and I'd yeah. call that a trend you 40s do that a few. consistently right so do you think about how you're gonna do it or do you really just kind of naturally come in with like this is how it's coming in. The latter every time. Really, That's always. Cool. I I never think. I didn't think about it the first time I did it. It was a. <laughs> I don't know why. It was just a response to the way you said hi, hi, Todd. No, do just... you remember when we were in the lunchroom? Because yes. I, I'm feeling this episode is very nostalgic. I'm going to be very candid. This this could be an emotional episode. I don't know, but it's. Can very... we get some tissues in here? Yes. Yeah, Oh, we oh get, already! Oh my God, oh they're my, already here! Oh shit! Um, so that's some trauma trained observer. We're really, we're really moving up. <laughs> I don't the, even know what's around in, me in the world. There's some here. cactus juice here or something. Oh my God! Wow! Oh, it's hand sanitizer mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. caress. Okay, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. And and no, that's that's absolutely fine. But um, I what, what I what I realize is now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, I. I gurgled on the beer a little too much there and it <laughs> threw you off and then it now it's foaming now it's a volcano wow yeah yeah you know yeah that that was kind of a little <clears throat> oral fixation there sorry folks that's that's okay well you know we're here and we're happy to be here and we'll figure out what i was talking about in a little bit but oh you know we we we've we've done quite <laughs> a few and you have established that as a trend so you know you just kind of you kind of do that as your thing. That's you, you, you bring it as you feel it. Yes. Yeah. That's Absolutely. Wonderful. And then somehow along the way, we coined it to miss, uh, Kathleen Turner. Oh yes. Well, yeah. yeah I think you did that. I, I don't know. I, I just, it's a nostalgic like, episode, right? So we're, yeah. we're reliving our past. So where, yeah, where I was going was, you know, remember the lunchroom feeling nostalgic. Do you imagine if we were in the lunchroom and we started our lunches this way, you know, because people used to <laughs> used to, you know, assume we'd be sitting together. Well, but and, and we we had to have sounded insane. Now, I realize that I talk enough about this lunchroom to where hopefully people right now are like trying to envision it. You yeah. know what the walls looked like, what the art looked like, what it even fucking smelled like. I don't know. But. So I'm, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of, you know, what if we did start this way? Like, hi, Todd. And you're like, hi, Ryan. Every time. Yeah, like an episode. And we just started doing that. Do you think anybody, would we be reported for that, have been? There would be concerns because we found out, you know, people were always listening. Would we that be re- We didn't realize it because like, we were what like. What could we be, you know, brought up for on charges there at the old... Uh, well, whatever that, wherever that was. <laughs> the old, ye old, the old workplace. Miss. The old, the old man. lunchroom. Yeah. The old lunchroom. The old cafe. Charges. 
I well, guess you know it would depend I mean. on the, the you know, like, if, if we the started topic. legitimately doing a podcast just without microphones at, as our lunches. Well, you because know, it was close enough to yeah. it because that's what we're doing now. Well, you know how in an interview, like when someone's being interrogated, they take out the recorder and they like set it in the center of the desk and, and then click it on. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. so we just take just out wait, the phone. Like, click. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, add the click. Just take out the phone and, send it, and then like do a podcast right while we're on lunch. Yeah. And then we can make those food noises you love so much from oh, uh, episode mouth five. Sounds, mouth sounds. Yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The skin of the wolf, episode five. Mm-hmm. Ryan's favorite. Nasty business. Ryan's those, favorite episode. That, that, oof. It's, it's kind of our, not getting that, well, we don't get back at each other, but kind of our like way to force the other one to watch something they would never watch. Yeah. We've done that to each other a few times. We have. And well, you know, this time, and I, I, I wonder what would happen had we legit started this podcast just with a tape recorder, you know, in the lunchroom. You know, somebody would have complained. Oh yeah, like it's not fair. No, no, Spotify doing. would have bought us instead of Joe Rogan if Shoot, we had done that's that. That's probably true. Yeah. Well, we're glad we're here, and we're glad uh, <laughs> we're glad people listen to us. We're glad. That's a hell of an ego you got on you there. <laughs> but. <laughs> Who is that fella? <laughs> it's always somebody new. Where did, just, where did that come from? Just, uh, just the giant in the corner. Well, again, uh, nostalgia. So this movie, I, I realize I, I put you through a little something, the last movie, my last movie. And uh, what was it? Shit. Lindemann. The, oh, uh, the God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So you clearly erased it from your memory. That's That's where we're at with that. But um, I, I compartmentalized it. That's it. Clinical, which, which way we all do with PTSD. Yeah. Correct. Yes, you do. So, and I realize our listeners have been on a bit of a journey because they've had Lindemann, they had Perfume Story of a Murderer, um, the the epic seven part you know podcast, and so I. It's a beautiful thing. I was feeling nostalgic, and I had a bit of a journey. I don't, you know, I'm in a. You know, I'm usually in a weird place and, and definitely am. So I was in in a place watching this movie because I second guessed myself in a weird way. I wanted to do something light. Yeah. This is the one copy. So this was a one copy of the video store. But the last two were very serious. They were. Yeah. Yes. And so you wanted to lighten it up a little bit. I remember you saying that you were going to lighten it up. Yes. Yeah. And, and one copy in the video store. That's how a, you found it. Yeah, this was a one copy. You know, was it so. was it here in Traverse City, or was it uh, Chicago? Oh, no, it was before. I I can't remember where we were, um, but I was drawn to it. And this is a question I'm going to have for you. I was drawn to it because of who was on the cover, and so our movie today is the wrong guy, uh, a movie from 1997, and it was you know it, it was who was on the cover. That drew me to it because of who he is. So, had you seen this movie before? Because I know no. I probably talked. You really haven't. No. We talked about this before we recorded a couple of days ago, and I'm shocked that in all of our time, this movie hadn't come up. Well, if you mentioned it, I don't remember. Yeah. But I, uh, I had never. This was not on my radar at all. Awesome. Okay. Good. Yeah. I don't really mind when I suggest something that we may have seen. You know. It doesn't matter because we can go back to talking about things we've seen, but <laughs> you know, which we always we do. <laughs> we always Excuse end me. up, you know, sidetracking or, or that's true. What, yeah, 
So our description is uh, after his boss is murdered, Nelson is on the run for fear of prosecution. He hides out in a small town to avoid the police, which should be easy because they know he didn't do it and they aren't looking for him. Your thoughts? Very detailed. Very lengthy. I, you know, I'm realizing that as I'm reading yeah, it. It didn't yeah. feel that way. Usually when I was it's sl- just a short little snippet, but I mean, they're trying to do a synopsis of the movie in a two or three sentences. So that's my thoughts, and it is accurate. I have thoughts about this because, you know, I know I don't have a ton of information financially on it. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter, really. 50 right? bucks. You know, about. But um, I know it didn't do well. You know, in interviews with Dave Foley, he, he's most proud of this movie as, as you know, one of the movies he's best known for. But it didn't do very well. It wasn't a success. You know what I mean? He's he Really? This yeah. is something he's really... I mean, the only thing I know him from is Kids in the Hall. Hooray. Which okay. I never watched a ton of, but you, you just know those guys, you know, if you've ever watched that. This is fascinating because yeah. we've never really talked about about the Kids in the Hall. And I haven't seen it in So you, years. your thoughts are the this description is lengthy, and I think it may be because, you know, they needed to hook people in. You know, they're trying to get people to watch the video. But it's a tagline? Or something. No, that's the description on IMDb. Oh, well, swing and a miss on that one yeah. for me, because um, I, I said it was a description. Yeah, so too much, too much. <laughs> Billed as a comedy thriller. Comedy thriller. I don't know about thriller. Yeah. It's definitely comedy. Again. So, you, you, my take? Go ahead. All right. Dumb and Dumber meets Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> I... Stay with me. I don't know. Think, think of the, the little gap in the teeth, the scene where he's crying and doing almost a throwing up in the mouth. And think of the scene, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. right before the turbo lax when yeah. he sees he's dating his girlfriend and Dumb and Dumber. I mean, to me, I was seeing scenes in Dumb and Dumber yes. and Pet Detective when I was watching this. This it's... movie is stupid. And... Dry humor. And I I realize that I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I don't I don't know how I mean it, but I and so I had an, a journey on this one because halfway through I'm like, oh Todd's not gonna like this. Like I I think, and I, my question <laughs> is, do you think you need to be into the lead actor and be aware of him to enjoy this movie? I think it helps because because okay. the, the humor is so f- flat and so dry. Yes, and if you're not into that or in the mood for that type of thing, you're you're not right. you're not going to get through it. Yeah, I think what and and at the end of it, I I, I said fuck it, I don't care because yeah. this movie made me laugh when I first saw it and I rented it from the video store. It had Dave Foley from the Kids in the Hall. I like his humor, and I really don't know a lot about. I haven't seen when I looked at his filmography. I don't, you know, I've seen a lot, but not you know, a, a smattering of what he's been in. So, but on the kids in the hall alone, I watched the movie and it made me laugh and it made Jess laugh. And there was a scene that made us both laugh to the point where we couldn't breathe any longer. Oh, and really? That is one of my favorite things. Now I have a theory about that. You've heard me talk about when like you laugh so hard at something yeah, and then like rethinking about it makes you laugh that hard again. Well, kind of like last episode where I was, Oh, laughing yes. so hard off uh, well, birth uh, squirt, off the mo- yeah. birth squirt. Hopefully, 
is on is, is people are getting a okay, tattoo how on many themselves how many point. of you out there would wear a t-shirt that says birth square yeah that's what we're wondering so, you so know, should we of, should we make that <laughs> can somebody design the logo that kind of that kind of laughter is brings joy to again you, i have right? a yeah. totally <laughs> separate theory about that you can email us at a little independent podcast at gmail.com if you want to hear me expound on that theory but <laughs> this particularly has to do with my wife because my wife, because she, she, when she laughs that hard, I, I, it's, it's really joyful to me in general. I like when people do that in general, but her particularly, because you know, I may not like the, the exact sound that it makes all the time that people's laughter make all the time. But when she laughs that hard, her face turns into this like different kind of beautiful that. It, I love the look that she like when she is laughing that hard, and I don't like that in everybody. You Some re- people's laughter faces I want to yeah. punch off their face, but when when Jess is laughing like like that hard, she has this other look. It's like another way that she's beautiful. You realize this is like better than ten dozen roses that you are what making so many brownie points and oh, you're making well, no, no, no. you're making so many women out there jealous well, no, 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 because no. their husbands don't <laughs> ever look at them Shit. like that okay never mind anyway <laughs> but what i'm saying is but it's all true he's he's he is as sincere so, as he could possibly be but, well now he's a little point, red you made me red earlier so even <laughs> my point is that you know even though that scene doesn't make me laugh that hard the same way again yeah, I'm always brought back to that well, yeah. that moment. Absolutely, and like I feel like you get some of the mojo from that moment back. Oh, I'm I can't wait to hear which scene it is because I marked. I think there was three times. The first time I watched it, I watched it twice, and I think there were three times. I don't know. I marked LOL by each each one where I laughed out loud, and I think there was three of them. Oh, hip! So I'm really curious to see if it's yeah. one of the same no yeah. um one of the same scenes and as, what I, as that what i think this this podcast and what may be fun to ground it is in tropes because you know this this is clearly a on the run fugitive movie but it's on its head because your lead character is on the run and does not need to be on the run so yeah would you agree if I may pose a question to you, sir, a movie focus question on our movie podcast. <laughs> yes. Ask away. Was that too much? I, yeah. It felt good. But, yeah, it okay. was. It was. <clears throat> what, what I want to know is. It's is a little the, too much, man. Is the. <laughs> oh, boy. Now there's the You've laugh I love. I've done that. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, well, this is our we're, longest we're even. intro before we get to the goddamn actors and yeah, actresses. So and... Ryan's intro laugh, my burst <laughs> squirt laugh, and Jess's yet-to-be-determined laugh. Yeah. We've seen. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> you're done. You're off topic. Yeah, I'm off topic. I'm definitely off topic. All right, bring us back in. Anyway. I should just probably get to the who's who's in the. Uh, no, you had a question for me. Oh, a question for you. The, the, what is what is the the standard of chase movies? What is the standard of? Um, and I hate to use a certain word so that I don't assuage. The standard that every chase movie no, must no, no. live up to. No, a movie is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Okay, okay, perfect. So I wanted to use the word fugitives or fugitive movie. 
Yeah. But okay, so I, I thought you made... But it was a buddy film, unfortunately, this was... And no, that no, I think that's totally perfect. But because... when Jennifer shows up, it is a buddy film at that point. Yeah. You, oh, yeah, I, I would think so. But at this point, I, I thought you might say The Fugitive because... That's so a good one. I, I thought we may, you know, want to put this again, the tropes about this that they use for comedy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, against some of those movies. So we've got your your penultimate film, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and uh, with one of the worst, unfortunate uh, uh, musical moments in any movie. And uh, <laughs> we got The Fugitive. And we have starring in this film Dave Foley as Nelson Hibbert, and we just talked about him. You know him from Kids in the Hall, which I think is great. And that's it. And I love, love Kids in the Hall. Oh, yeah? I do. And what's interesting, and I was reflecting on that a little bit, because my kids know a little bit about the Kids in the Hall. Be, and, and you, so what do you think about the Kids in the Hall? What did, what was your... I, I, sorry, sorry, I, I mean, I it's see. been so long, yeah. I don't even remember, you know, I don't... Was it dry humor like like this yeah, comedy? Well, yeah, it was. Okay. It was different, and and I remember, you know, just in the interest of time, I I love the kids in the hall. I I realize more than Saturday Night Live. You know, Holy shit! In, in a way that that in a in a way, and maybe hard to to say that I liked Ren and Stimpy a little bit more than I liked The Simpsons. You know, and I and I was like, why why is that? And it's because they're odd and they're different. Because the kids in the hall were weird and I just grab it. I love that show that. Yeah. And, and it was on for, you know, a really, really nice long run. And, and I, I think it was HBO when I was watching it and, and I think it ended up on comedy central, but you know, the, the intro song, I think that was by shadowy man on a shadowy planet. And it was just bizarre. And the movie brain candy, did you ever see the movie? I'm still stuck on Shadowy Men. Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet. That is the name of a band. I, yeah, I think that was the name. And forgive me, um, hardcore Kids in the Hall fans. Uh, but I think that's the name of the band that uh, who's the theme song that they used. Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet. Okay. That's too weird to make up. And I'm not smart enough to make that up. So it's got to have some relevance somewhere. That's a long band title. It is. Oh, it's not the longest. But uh, his first film... Dave Foley's first film was yes. a starring role. His first film he starred in? Yes. Was it a small independent in his garage? Uh, it was a 1986 movie called High Stakes. And it sounds really interesting. Uh, he's a, I believe he works for like a newspaper, but he thinks he's a gumshoe in a film noir new movie. He's got like some kind of mental problem or something. Did um, he write that, that one too? I don't think so. Um, so really kind of fascinating. I didn't have a lot of time to, to go into yeah. that too much. Uh, he, well, this would be a good moment, 1986 to, to reintroduce Clarice, who's in the studio with us. Um, 1986. Do you remember that one? The year? Yeah. I was one when the movie. Oh, hello. oh that is a terrible sound. And that is my, <laughs> that is my stock phone ring. And it's how, it's in the pocket it, of my coat. That, I I thought I turned the volume down. I guess I didn't so do it right. Cool. So oh, oh, let's. Oh my god! Wow. Hello, Moto. Hey, this is. Change that. You know what? Yeah, you yeah. Please. Put something cool on there. Well, okay. there goes our award. It's award <laughs> season. Just down the shitter. <laughs> right down the shitter. Well, okay. Anyway. 
Turn the mic towards you. Oh, sorry. I'm not good at this. Um, I was one when the movie you're talking about came out. So, hmm. no. All right. Sorry. Well, um, it was a great year. Did you have a follow-up there, Todd? Did you want to brag a little bit about oh, how long your hair I was? I just was stunned how Miss Clarice gave her age away. That was long. pretty amazing. Honey, not a lot of people can do math these days. <laughs> I don't know why I said honey. I'm going to address it. I I, I I wasn't trying to do it like a southern thing, and it just came out, and it felt natural, and I fucking don't care that I did it. Uh, he also you, you, fully. You looked me in the eyes and called me honey. That's yeah, That know. was a moment. You know what? I don't know. We, we've been doing this for 17 years at this point, and it, it's okay. Since 1986. This podcast, <laughs> we're, it's just we're, we're, we're doing it now, and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> he also, and I don't remember him in this, and this is another um, movie that that uh, Claire will maybe know, but uh, he was Reese. a grocery clerk in Three Men and a Baby. Three Men and a Baby. He was in it. Yeah, grocery clerk. He was a grocery clerk. Okay. Yeah, I, I know the movie. Yeah, was... Voice in a Bug's Life. Clarice. Yes. Yeah, you know that one. Yeah. 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 TV show, news radio. Remember that show? Network executive uh or no he wasn't like like some kind of network executive um and then he was in a couple of movies um where he'd like play a ne- network executive as well i just thought that that was kind of kind of funny uh will and grace he was on uh, it's always sunny for a few episodes uh and the kids in the hall which is back they're re- rebooting it oh yeah same it's, guys it's rebooted yeah it was on it's on amazon you should watch it <laughs> okay. It's beautiful. It's got 161 credits. 100. Dave, Dave Foley, Foley yeah. has 161 credits. Yeah. So that's a good career. Yeah. Yeah. And he's super humble. I've I've heard him on Doug Loves Movies. I've heard him on a bunch of different podcasts. And he, he's he's like um really like um he's very humble to a fault. Like he should be nicer to himself. Unlike someone on I his know. career and everything like that, Un- yeah. Unlike someone sitting across from me. <laughs> no. Anyway, the uh, the the second build, and we had this conversation as Jennifer Tilly. Yes. And you know her. Oh, I know Jennifer. Yes, you do. Yes. Why do you know her? So, a movie I absolutely love, which I don't know if it's an independent. I doubt it because of who's in it. Um. The Fabulous Baker Boys, 1989. Yeah. And she plays, she doesn't have a big role in it, but uh, she's a waitress. I can't remember it. Yeah, she plays the wait. She plays a waitress. She's got a scene early on and then and then towards the end when his character arc is completing. Yeah. Um, but being that, you know, we're both musicians and have gone through, you know, the, the whole band thing several times and it. Who you know the whoever wrote this or got the story from him has been through that. I mean, you know the fights that they have and and this, all the stuff that goes on um, is the shit that happens in bands. Even though it's just two guys playing piano and they're brothers, you know they've been doing it their whole life. Yeah, and one's way better than the other kind of thing. Um, but then they bring a chick singer in. Oh, shit just happens. So does that <laughs> does that stand up today? Like. Netflix yeah. could make a show, you know, out of 
uh, you know, kids staring at a sidewalk nowadays. No, this, so could that be a show? Yeah, the stuff you know, they, like, the stuff that goes on, the stuff they argue about, the stupid stuff behind the scenes, and then you know her getting a dozen roses from a corporate corporate sponsor. So um, it's not the fact that it's it's a woman who comes in; it's just somebody else pulls focus from them. Well, there's just I I only said that because there's always there's all those jokes about having a having a chick singer, you know, in an all male band. Yeah. About you know like you know like Yoko, you know, bringing down the band and that type of thing. So Ooh. it does play into that a little bit because it it Look at us. does bring down the dark territory. The duo. In. Yeah. Well, Jennifer Tilly, I I you know when I told you that she was in this movie, I said not Meg Tilly but Jennifer Tilly, and we talked a little bit about which one it is, and I I think she's lovely anything i see her in and there's you know this quality of her voice she has that kathy ireland thing where she's got a and that's a reference nobody gets i get oh, i get it you get it i, I see i used I to see. have all her calendars um but so <laughs> she she's her I first movie he, her first movie and she's got 128 credits so again she's you know been working for a while her first movie was a 1984 movie called No Small Affair with John Cryer. Do you remember that? The Two and a Half Men? Yeah, John Cryer. John Cryer? Yep. Hiding Out. Superman 4. Plays Lex Luthor's nephew, I think. Wow. Ducky? I know him from Two and a Half Men. and Oh, my God. It, and he, he was in That's like... That's so weird. How can you... He's been in... Two and a Half Men no. and you don't go to Ducky. I've seen '80s movies, yes, that but he's that, been in, but he he wasn't a standout. The to '80s me. doesn't just like circumvent every other instinct in you. You go right to two what movie men? is Ducky in? Is that pretty Sixteen and, Candles? Pretty Sixteen Candles. Pretty in Pink and Sixteen Candles seem oh, like wait, all no. the same movie to me. Which choose the form of the destructor? Which one is it, Ryan? Oh, now I'm I'm. It's Pretty in Pink. Whoa, you said 16 Candles, and now you're flipping. I know. Are you sure? You have to hedge a bet. Clarice is, Clarice is shaking her head yes. It is pretty it's pretty. Yes, it is. So she's completely confident. Is, is Donner. <laughs> Six, yes, it is she's, pretty she, Yes, I, I, I'm sure it she's is, seen it, is, it, it is, more it than we have. Yes, it's pretty pink. Sorry. <laughs> and we're not going to edit this uh, because I have all the humility in the world and then some. So um, I don't think we ever edit. No. Everybody's just gnashing their teeth like, right now. Are you we doing? Suck. Are we doing a podcast on a particular yeah. movie, guys, or are we just going to lots of good podcasts riff. about '80s movies where they know everything and have their stuff wired yeah. tight? So, fabulous Baker Check Boys '89, <laughs> Jennifer Tilly. Please watch if you've never seen it, especially if you're a musician. Yes. And after uh, I shit the bed on that whole thing, uh, thank you for taking <laughs> us back. Was it Runny Jennifer? <laughs> Oh, or, or, she did. Uh, she did a bunch of TV. I didn't know this, but she was in five episodes of Hill Street Blues. She was in an episode of Reming, Remington Steel, and I thought her her name in the episode was Blitzen. Yeah. Oh my god! She's in a movie that I love, and I don't care who knows it. Called High Spirits. Do you know that? Nope. It's got Steve Gutenberg in it, sir. Beverly D'Angelo, Peter O'Toole, where they go to the the castle and. I think it's Ireland or Scotland. Uh, early appearance by Liam Neeson. That sounds familiar. I may have seen it back it's in the day. Phenomenal. Um, she's in that. Um, Jennifer Tilly's also in a movie called Embrace of the Vampire. Ooh, do you know that? I think I've I know I've seen a bunch that. of those. You know but which one is? That's Alyssa Milano. 
Oh, that's the series. No, no, it's a movie, infamous movie. One of those, you know, like uh, Skinamax type of ones. She gets unnaked. Yeah, she gets, yes, she gets, as Joe Bob Briggs says, naked uh, in that. Um, and then, you know, I think what's interesting and maybe. Could you have her turn a little clockwise? Oh, geez, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. get to that. In... <laughs> we will. Yeah, the name not be a high point. I don't know. It was, it's, it's, it's there and there. Um, but I think she's best known, but for better or for worse, as Tiffany in the uh, in the Chucky in the Chucky movies. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't peg that one. Yeah. I think Bride of Chucky was the first one, and you don't really watch those. I <laughs> no. do. I think they're great. I yeah. You know, I saw Child's Play way back in the day when it came that's out. That's a whole but... other podcast, and they they became sat- they became satire for a while, and now Brad Dourif's daughter is in the series, and she's an awesome actress. But anyway. Um, I think Jennifer Tilly is awesome. She's like super aware. She knows her strength. She knows who she is. Yeah. She, you know, makes fun of herself even sometimes. And I think she's wonderful. Yeah. She's awesome in this. And I immediately go to, for our podcast related, you know, when you hear her voice and you, you likened her to Kathy Ireland, who did change her voice and now is quite the corporate, uh, super. Now she sounds like Ben Stein. She's a corporate super weird. No, but, but the voice liking him back to the uh, in a uh, what's what shit, what's the movie in a in a world where she coaches the people that have the squeaky baby voice. Yes, and makes the reference. It might you be mean great, Don LaFontaine. It might uh, be great in the bedroom, but it, you know, if you're in a corporate whatever, you know, right. and then she's teaching them oh. how to. Talk you pro- just long walked us into another episode of our podcast. Are you back with me? Yeah. 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 It's, you said it was a nostalgia episode, right? Yes, it is. We're in the moment. Yes, it is. Uh, third bill, David Anthony Higgins as Detective Arlen. Have you seen him in anything? I know I have, but I couldn't name a single one. He He's one of those people who has, he, he looks like maybe another actor. Yeah. He looks like the guy from Wall Street. Oh, that's not who I was thinking of. Um, You know, that, that. Gecko introduces, and then he starts doing the yeah, always in. He's doing the pelvic thrust, and he's really gross. Most of them in that movie are gross, aren't they? <laughs> Isn't it weird? Yeah. You watch that movie now, and it's like gross. Yeah, there's even a gross. mermaid in that movie. Can you believe there's a mermaid on Wall Street? A terrible actress, though, is in that movie. <laughs> so David Woo! Anthony Higgins, really, really, and I love her to death. I just think she's not great in most things. Um, David Anthony Higgins, he's in, he's in a movie that I love called Snake Eyes. We've talked about that before. I I love Snake Eyes. Um, and uh, a TV show that Dave Foley was, is, is well known for, um, news radio. Uh, Dave, David Anthony Higgins is also, uh, was on that. He was in Malcolm in the Middle. He was in a TV show called Outsourced, which was, uh, Pete Holmes, that comedian that I like so much he wrote on, um, He's in a TV show, or no, a movie, I believe, called State of Bacon. Have you ever heard of that? Is it about Kevin Bacon? No, it's not. You would have thought. But it's it's a movie, <laughs> and it sounds kind of cool. And um, it's, what, oh, it's, he's he's billed as Bacon Dreamer in this movie, <laughs> and it's like a faux documentary about some bacon festival. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's in it. it nothing. Got Crazy. Never saw that. All right. Um, next, we've got Joe Flaherty as Fred Holden. That's the dad. Have you ever seen him in anything? Uh, is he a Kids in the Hall as well? No. Well, he, he may have worked with I've, these guys. He's in been other in things. comedies. I know I've seen him in comedies. This guy 
is in a whole bunch of movies in a period of time that I love. He's a character actor and he's in Johnny Dangerously. He's in Inner Space. He's in Who's Harry Crumb, One Crazy Summer, Back to the Future 2. You know what I mean? Like this era, he's Uh in everything. 80s. And yeah, but he's probably best known as, and I'll say this, you've seen him in this movie and I know you know who he is. And I've been trying to find a way to try to get you to get it in one word. And, I, and I'm going to try it now. Okay. It's probably going to fail, okay? All right, go for it. Jackass. Shit. Shit. Jackass. I know it. Okay. It's just not coming up. He's Hold he, on. He's the heckler from Happy Gilmore. Fuck. <laughs> I knew you were doing it perfectly, too. Yeah. Yeah, you jackass. So he's probably he follows him around. Uh, yeah, yeah, you jackass. Yeah. Shooter McGavin pays him to do so. That's right. Um, and I, I noted now this movie, uh, you know, is it? It's independent. It was produced uh, independently uh, in the UK, uh, distributed by a bit, you know, some big ones. And I, I note that the you know probably the biggest name in the movie, uh, Colm Fior, is an ant. He plays the killer. So what is the movie you might, because he's character actor, he's in everything. What do you know him best from? I don't. I All don't. right. It was like, I know that guy. Wow. Really? It was the same. Yeah. Same thing. Wow. Oh, wow. That was a. Uh, yeah. No, no more impressions. Yeah, no. <laughs> Please. His first movie, this guy. Yes. Iron Eagle 2. Oh, God. Don't do that. Oh, God. Don't. I. I you. Oh. Give the money to the homeless. Okay, that's a valid point. That is a valid point. <laughs> Den or Denzel, God. Um, what's his name? Uh Denzel Washington? No, no, no. The guy I'm trying to name. I, clearly not Denzel. Um Edward James Olmos. Are you talking about the Iron Eagle movies? Yes. Uh, no, it's the guy it's the guy from um Lou Gossett Jr. Lou Gossett Jr., yes. Yeah, I was going to say... Colonel Chappie gentleman, Sinclair. I was, I was letting you struggle just a little bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just leaning back, laughing at me. His portrayal... Clary smack him when he does as that. Colonel just let him have it. Chappie Sinclair, specifically in the first Iron Eagle, is award-winning, sir, in my opinion. Anyway... Not, uh, no, not like... Not like the drill sergeant and officer and a gentleman. He's that, great. He won an award He's for that, didn't and, he? And enemy mine. We could go on forever. Oh yeah. Um, and so Cole we Fior, have gone on forever. Yes, we have. Um, <laughs> We're not even to the movie. <laughs> his, I, I think, our, the guy, our killer, best known as the face-off doctor in Face Off, and and we'll we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> he is in a, in a movie with Vin Diesel called The Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, this movie was written by a few people, David Anthony Higgins himself, so the guy who played the uh, um, Detective Arlen uh, is oh, a uh, first credited writer. Uh, Jay Kogan also is a credited writer. He was uh, also a producer on the movie, and he's done TV writing all over the place. Tracy Ullman Show, The Simpsons, Frasier, Malcolm in the Middle. Um, pretty impressive. Accomplished. And then- uh, comedic really? writer. Yeah, so a lot of TV in this. You know yeah. what I mean? A lot of TV writing. Even the director's got a lot of TV. Uh, and Dave Foley is a credited writer as well. And um, he also wrote a TV movie called The True Meaning of Christmas Specials. And um, I found interesting Dave Foley also wrote a short called Car Fuckers. 
And uh, it starred a couple of the other kids in the halls and was directed by the Russo brothers. <laughs> I wonder what that was about. Uh, before they were, you know, quote the Russo brothers. And this movie was directed by David Steinberg, whose first movie. So first two movies right out of the gate. 1981, first movie, Paternity with Burt Reynolds. What? Uh-huh. Next movie, Going Berserk, 1983, John Candy, Eugene Levy, and Joe Flaherty, the dad from this movie. Okay. And then the guy did TV Forever, Golden Girls, New Heart Friends, Seinfeld, Mad About You, a bunch of stand-up comedy specials and all that kind of stuff. The tagline. Oh, here we go. A fugitive in his own mind. You know what? I actually like that. Yeah, not bad. It's very good. And uh, hour and 32 minutes, so easy breezy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I watched... Unlike this podcast. I, I watched this on uh, on DVD. Uh, the previews, Corky Romano, Out Cold, and Big Trouble. What? Those are the movies that were the previews before the movie on this... When I watched this on DVD. So the DVD... So back in the day, DVD you sh- you would have an advertisement on yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. So those are, now I that I thought, think about I it, I thought you might find it interesting. Those are the Corky previews. Romano. Corky Romano. And so you, you judge a movie by its previews back in the day, and you know I'd be like, "Oh shit, <laughs> out cold." Oh shit, <laughs> Big Trouble. I I really love Big Trouble. Why would you judge the movie by the preview? You always movies? do. I don't know. They're don't not know. related. Yeah, but they tend to be. So yeah, again, <laughs> this is a movie that is you know it's about you know it, it it's you know a a wrongfully accused type of thing but it starts rather innocuously i i but i kind of like the opening credits because they look kind of cool and they betray a more serious movie well it has a it has like a 70s yeah yeah, murder mystery i wrote the same thing like done really well or or like charade if you maybe 60s yeah 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 and the the sound the music was perfect for what we were seeing on the screen so you thought so i thought it sounded a little more you know serious but um, you know, it opens on on Dave Foley, and so you you know you don't know him too much, but he's just a silly faced guy. And you know, this is an interesting portrayal because he's a uh, a protagonist who's not a traditional protagonist. He's you know claim he's he, people think he's a, a woman the whole movie. He's seen as effeminate or he's crying all the time, so he's not the macho leading man, but he's the you know he's the leading yeah. man in the movie. And so you need to be macho to be a leading man? No, that's what I'm saying. Nova. He is the... Uh, he's, Can you love? I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> so, but he's bouncing around the office, like, big day for me, big day for me. So yeah. clearly, this is a guy in an office of some sort. And everybody is, like, repulsed Nobody by his presence. They turn away him. from him, like, like, you know, what is that smell? <laughs> you know, that's how they take <laughs> Who was that guy again? Where's... What is that smell? Is that how you liken? What is happening? I brought. I didn't mean to bring in Independence that Day, was but big energy, buddy. Yeah. All right, Bill Pullman's in the house, everybody. <sighs> no, that, that was smell? actually Smith. Our Independence Day. Will Smith said that. And so it's it's revealed that he is uh, of some note in this company. And did you see what was on his door? His name. Yeah, his his name was on his door, and <laughs> we made Clarice laugh. Hey, mark it down. <laughs> so by by, I, I was able to to pause it on my DVD player. Oh, and I think it said mm-hmm. VP of Re- VP of requisitions and non human resources. 
non-human yeah, so resources. I, I, I wonder now if that's just kind of a that's just inside a joke. joke yeah. All right. So you know he he's walking through this office. People clearly don't like him, and and who clearly doesn't like him is maybe his his administrative assistant Denise. Yeah. Do you love the way scorn just drips off of her face, just like Disdain honey coming off a honeycomb? And like, to even have to say his name. Oh my God, yeah. Mr. Hibbert, Mr. Hibbert. Oh my <laughs> God. And so he drops a bunch of exposition up for promotion. Um, he's you marrying, think I'll get it? He's marrying the CEO's it, right? daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've that's, sucked up to the. I've done everything, you know, and here we go. Right. Yeah. So what are you thinking right now? Did you did you read much of the tee up to the movie? Did you know? No, I was just like the. I was fixated on I, I, I think Ace Ventura. I don't know. He was just striking me so much as. I don't want to. I don't know how to say it. Like he's not Jim Carrey at all, but the character or just the way things were playing out was really striking me as, you know, Pet Detective and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, kind of mixed together a little bit, right. but not, but done by somebody other than Jim Carrey. Right, right, right. Does that make? Yeah. Does that strike? That's well, just what I remember. He, he's doing something clearly. He's you know creating a. <laughs> we have a. He, we have a leading character he, doing cre- something. He's he's you know he's not this bold brash. He's you know right. This he's clearly insecure. Yeah. Um, which I think is kind of funny automatically. Ain't no Charlton Heston up in here. Right. He's not Hestoning. Hashtag Hestoning. <laughs> You're welcome. And you know, can I just can I just enjoy that for a moment? It, he's not Hestoning. Yeah, it's just not Hestoning. I mean, man, it's not. You know, he, it's not you, Hestoning. Anyone right that's now. a Planet of the Apes fan, anyone that's a Ben Hur fan, anyone that is a what was that one Soylent Green, Green. Oh, yeah. fan? He's not Hestoning. Yeah. I'm glad you like that, man. It was. This, is, that, this means a lot to me. No, it was. That was a beautiful moment. I just wanted to slow cool. it down and share it. Yeah, all right. Well, Clarice, was it good for you? What what I what I enjoy no? what okay. I enjoy about th- this movie also is you know there's the boardroom scene which I love and you notice he yeah. comes late to the meeting. He's, yeah, <laughs> everybody's already <laughs> Everybody's there sitting there. down and he's like, "How you doing? Like, hey, big day." In seats. <laughs> And, and he, he thinks he's the star of the show, right? He's super out of the loop. And again, there's an unsurprising, like, quick announcement, you know, like, no, like, they've already got the email that Ken Daly is yeah. now the new, you know, president of Nagel Industries. Yeah. And I love, you know, Ken gets up and is like, the way he stiffly high fives, like, ha, like Chris <laughs> Farley with his high fives, like, yeah. Matt, the motivational speaker. Yeah. Ha. And he's doing his, his high fives. And all the while, you look at at Hibbert, and he's just like truly perplexed and destroyed. Yeah. Oh, what? And then That's what he's okay. Like, what? So this is when I knew the movie was going to be cheesy, and this is when I'm like, Dave Foley's going to do Dave Foley, and I was yeah. in when he started with the what's. Yeah. And it's over and over uh-huh. and. And it's just I I was in. I don't know how to explain it any clearer. Ken Daly is the president. Yeah, (laughs) and and then he you know there's the line about I I'm engaged to your daughter for Christ's sake, and he says, well Ken Daly is engaged to my favorite daughter, (laughs) and so you know again it's it's a play on you know it doesn't matter corporate America all that kind of stuff. I did I did like his response to that. That was very good. If you're going to have a favorite daughter, yeah, you should label them. 
favorite, oh, yeah. not favorite. Your, your favorite. He's, <laughs> he's standing up and he's screaming yeah. like he's losing it. And he's then, lost his shit. And he says, you know, like, I swear to God, I will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and he does all the wrong things. And again, it's it's done so well. And so he, he you know, he goes back to his office and he's, you know, clearly upset and he's crying. But he's, you know, he's got his elbow on the intercom and everybody's laughing at him. Yeah. As he's just sobbing, 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 sobbing. And then his administrator yeah. assistant actually saves the day. And, like, she's know, like, that's enough. That's enough. And she goes in there. Again, maybe it was just the, the state I was in last night, state I'm in, you know, currently. Um, but I, I, that was a kindness. Is that Jupiter or Saturn? That was, no, no, not at all. The state you're in? <clears throat> that was, that was just such a lovely moment of kindness. And then she shuts it down immediately when she's like, you know, whatever, Mr. Hibbert, Hubbert, Hibbert, 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 Nelson, whatever, and shuts the door. And so he gets himself together and he says he's going to give Nagel a piece of his mind. And I like that. I like that tone. I'm going to give Nagel a piece of my mind. Like, but, but he just did. That's what kind of struck me in that moment. He just got done yelling at him and saying he was going to oh, kill yeah, him. Oh, yeah, that's true. He gave him a good go, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. So I am going to do? kill yeah. you. That's giving somebody yeah. a piece of your mind. So he goes back, you know, to reconfront the boss. And again, you know, he's got to wait. And it's funny because he loses steam. And, you know, do you have any other magazines? Yeah. But that that was funny when when he stormed up to her. I want to like, see so-and-so yeah, no, you can't. now. You'll have to wait. And okay. He and he right sits down. down. <laughs> That that was good writing. So there's yeah. a lot of of you know opposites. You know what I mean? Like they've taken tropes and and turned them around. So yeah. this is clear. He's not storming in, but he he finally does storm in. And you know here's another trope where you've got an already deceased person. You know how is it how is it all going to play, right? So you've got the the deceased person. Who's well, the just staring sitting, game. It, yeah. So he starts to talk to him, and Nagel's sitting in the. You know, chair face forward, staring at him. Yeah. And again, we all assume, but he's just yelling at him. And then he's just starts to back down. Well, all right, fine. Well, maybe I was a little rash about that. Yeah. And then he's like, well, if you're going to be childish in the staring game, but what a great tactic. Well, right. If somebody comes into your office and is furious, just like. Yeah. Don't blink. Don't move. You're doing that really well. I'm going to back down right now. You know, I mean, so. <laughs> It clearly worked, and then you know he falls forward comically, and here's where the screaming starts. Here's where the, the screaming <laughs> starts. The 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 feminine yeah. screams. Did you find that funny? Oh yeah, and, yeah. And I, I I did too. Again, I was in not because <laughs> just <laughs> and then it keeps getting worse. More blood. Yeah, and, and he 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 takes the knife out, and yeah. Then he so the knife is in the back of his neck, back of the neck, and he and he falls forward onto the yep. desk, and he sees yeah. the knife. And it was funny. Like, he's trying to take it out, and then he's not. But the funny part for me was when he tried to put the knife back, back in. Back in, yeah. And he's, like, trying to use the other hand, and then he's touching himself, getting yeah. more blood on himself. And yeah. he's just wiping blood all over. And, again, it's ridiculous, but, you know, it's funny to me. And he comes bursting out of the room or out of the office. And I'm, it's so remarkable how few people seem to be reacting to him. Like, she does kind of right away, but then... Well, at first, they're all... 
screaming and terrified. But then when he gets down and the elevator, he gets you yeah. Know, down then they're all just kind of staring. So the at more him. farther removed he is from everything, the less people seem to care. All the way to the fact that he exits the building yeah. with a tissue saying, "I have a nosebleed." Would that work, sir? As a security person, former security <laughs> personnel. All right. So I see let's preface it with hair. saying there's two guys, two two armed office, two guy, uniformed armed people clearly yes. waiting for somebody to come down and looking for somebody. Right. Looking for the perp. And Ooh, he I comes. I love it when you call me big perp. Yeah. Big yeah. perpa. I don't think I use big, but we, we can put that in there. Uh, I regret it. That it <laughs> Massive perp. And uh yeah, somebody comes out of the elevator covered in blood. Um I I think you uh I think you slow that person down. I literally yeah. wrote would the nosebleed thing would the nosebleed thing work? Probably. Anyway, so I had a legitimate thought last night that it would work. But all the while that he's getting out of the building, <laughs> you have the real killer who's revealed. Like right after he leaves the office, yeah, behind the curtain, so the jigs up. Like you know what's happening, and you see him leaving in all these sophisticated ways. And he's looking at this guy, like, "What the hell is going on with this guy?" And again, it's super juvenile, but I think it's funny. Yeah, and this is the start of the real killer and Foley, or Nelson, um, running into each other. Yeah, which they do through the whole yep. the rest of the movie. They keep accidentally, yeah, because they're both going to Mexico. So from so Cleveland, this is supposed to be set in Cleveland. Right. I didn't, I don't know why. I think that building was just so, I don't think, you know, I, you think of Cleveland as like, like old, I do, like old industrial. Yeah. And this, this had a, had a modern Chicago, New York, LA um, building yeah, feel to it. I did up to see where, where it was filmed. But, but I haven't been in Cleveland in years. Canada so or, or UK. Yeah. Um, but, um. But they clearly established that it did that, that it's Cleveland. Did that you from the film? Was that where we gonna take? No, I just felt so out of touch. I'm like, that's Cleveland. <laughs> and and if that if this is at all offensive to any Cleveland listeners, I'm sure your city is new and shiny to look at as well. You have working toilets. We have downloads in Cleveland. Um, so we love you. We love you, Cleveland rocks. As Drew Cleveland, rocks. Cleveland right. rocks. That's right. Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks. So clearly, you know, he's he's trying to 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 you know escape and but he's covered in blood and you know he finds himself in a dumpster and and again <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, you have a trope right these are tropes and I love there's there's always a dumpster they find themselves in the dumpster but he's in a dumpster so when you're saying I'm sorry when you're saying I mean maybe I'm not the only one tropes you're, you're like references to other yeah in, in other escape movies the, uh, somebody always ends up hiding yeah, like in a dumpster classic, for a minute like classic yeah scenes okay i mean harrison ford and richard kimball doctor sorry dr richard kimball uh, this is your fugitive is not feeling well doctor today richard kimball and, and and that's another thing we're going to talk about tropes and the dedicated to the bone unflinching unfailing will not stop for anything cop Who's pursuing the fugitive? Yeah, he, don't necessarily he, he is have just like Tommy Lee. Absolutely, don't necessarily have this. <laughs> but not. he's he's in the dumpster. Did you just do a not joke? Yes. Wow. And I had to add the not because hashtag if, bringing it back. Hashtag but, I'm sorry. I don't know what we'll do. We'll figure that one out. But he's in the dumpster. <laughs> and did you just and 
and you've got cops outside, you know, you've got the police and what are they doing first? They're like playing craps or something, right? Yeah, they're like they're doing bets, they, like getting. There's one or two. And see then who can get the more. coin the closest to the wall or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's oh ha ha ha. And then they break he, out into a is he in barber, it, and then you hear shop. singing. Yeah, and it's night, and they've set up their 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 dumpster or no, sorry, their oil can. The prerequisite, you know, on fire oil can. Yeah, the homeless singing around it. Homeless sitting around those. Necessarily have to be trash can. Just the cold, the cold, and inclined to (laughs) harmonize. And it's Cleveland. Ooh, we love you in Cleveland. And so I think that that's really hilarious. You said that like uh, my favorite guy. Guy, do it again. That's I love you in Cleveland. (laughs) That was more Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, and, we don't uh, want to do him. Christopher Walken's love child. There you just go. Did. And um, that's a hashtag. So you know, I I love that 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 whole no. like that the whole co- you know the the people outside the dumpster. He's in there forever, and then yeah. very quickly, and the movie moves quickly. We see our killer in the uh, in the phone booth, and you realize there's shenanigans going on at uh, at Nagel Industries. Yes, things aren't what they appear to be. We're going to Plan B. Yeah. Ken Daly's kind of a douche. That's Plan B is when Plan A. Yeah. And don't make him go to Plan wrong. C. When everything goes wrong in Plan yeah. A. And it's going to cost double the money. Mexico, the whole thing. He never planned on paying him a penny. Yeah. Did he? he planned on shooting him. And and I like how, you know, again, Nelson, he's on the run. He's like, all right. Okay. He goes from zero to I'm abandoning my life. And he calls what's his fiance Constance. Yeah. The phone call. Oh yeah. And it's this the voicemail thing, like, yeah. I'm sorry, darling. I'm now leaving you. He's doing a full Heston dissertation. Yeah, it's so hilarious. we just brought it full circle. He is Hestoning there. He he's you know, he he's going, you know, he, he he's doing a full on Heston dissertation in that in that uh, voicemail. He sure is, isn't he? At the end of it, he's like, well, yeah. I, now I'm a fugitive on the run. Can yeah. I do this? So what did Should you I think do this? of, I, you know, I don't know why it's not a hit, Gangster Girl by the, oh, the, by the police. By the... Um, Hashtag not the police. Not to be confused with the trio. Yeah, the trio uh, with the... Uh, Roxanne! The, the artist Sting. That song's terrible. The I, formerly known as The Police. That song's the worst. <laughs> That's one of the worst songs ever. Roxanne? It's intolerable. How about Every Breath You it, Take, it, the, the Stalker's song? That's a terrible one, too. I think The Police, in general, Wait, pretty Clarice, terrible Clarice, have band. you heard Every Breath You Take? Yeah. Every breath so you is it, does that make you think of a, a stalker? Yeah. Okay. So it's legit. All right. Yeah, yeah. She, all right. Clarice just reaffirmed what billions of people across the planet already believe. We broke it here on a little independent. And are you are you are you are, are you drawing the line in the sand? Are we like no, is no, this, no. Is this becoming a conflict okay, I could, here? I could have changed are you that. Officially, everybody believes that. Calling me out. Everybody believes that. You're for for real. I'm with you. I'm just here. No, for you. you're calling me a dumbass. No, no, don't. Did I red form in you? Oh my god, dumbass! Oh, <laughs> yes, you did. But Nelson, we've done it to each Nelson other. Nelson does it's this thing where for you know he and and I love because you know you know you 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 know the criminal mind. You you studied it. You think about it. You 
you, you I, dwell on it. I love true crime. Okay. Yes. So you're a person covered in blood, not your own. You think, admittedly not my own. Yeah. Um, you know you didn't commit this murder, but you're certain you're going to be convicted of it. So you are covered in blood. You're on the streets. And would you go to uh, La Trattoria? Would you go to a nice French restaurant uh, known for veal chops? Yeah, when I'm in a suit covered in blood and, and being pursued by the police because I've done the most expert job at m- making myself the perp. Yeah. Leaving, you know, carry, coming out of the crime scene. First I said I was going to kill him. Then I come out of the crime scene with the murder weapon in my hand. Yeah. Covered in the, the victim's blood. And then I throw the said murder weapon onto a police boat. Um, yeah, the first thing I would do is find the fanciest restaurant in Cleveland I could. <laughs> go up to the the I don't know. I want to say maitre d, but I, what I would you call that it? Was a maitre d, maitre yeah, d, yeah. and say, can, can I, I use your use John? Your, can I use your bathroom? <laughs> is everything okay, sir? Yeah, yeah. And he said, <laughs> doesn't he say like it's not my blood or? That's what like, he said. It's exactly enough. what he said. This is like, oh, don't worry, John. this isn't my blood, yeah. which is further incriminating, yeah. right? But he he goes in, and I love the you know like. The next person who goes yeah. in the aftermath. He's like, it's how not you doing? Like a big long scene, but he's clearly destroyed the bathroom. And oh, it, and that was funny. That that shot of the bathroom. And, and what I what I love now is we start to get into the eye of the cop who's who's you know hunting him now, Detective Arlen, right? And I want to say Eye of the Tiger. Why is that? Because when you said I, I just. 80s made me think of Eye of the Tiger. Oh, this is 97, but we've been doing 80s movies throughout here. Oh, yeah, true, true. And can you hear it playing in the background as he's as he's being introduced? Detective Arlen? I can hear it at the strip club, I guess, when he goes to see Miss interview Miss Crystal Strippers don't dance to Eye of the Tiger. What Do they? I don't know. No. When was the last time you've been to a strip club? I don't think ever. Clarice? Never. Never? Never. Well, I was there in 1986. Sweet. All right. Well, when did I of the Tiger come out? Uh, before that, because I played that song in a band probably in 83. You know, this may derail the entire rest of the podcast, right? Because it's all I may ask you about for the rest of time. The Eye of the Tiger? No. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Survivor, your knowledge of it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Your, your last I, I, I did not experience. enjoy playing that Tell song, me you killed somebody. Say. Tell me there's a story here. You killed somebody. No. Oh, okay. Why would you think that? I don't know. It's super fun. <laughs> I mean, if the story is you went to a strip club, you're respectful and you left, that's awesome too. Oh. Right. Oh, you want the story of the, the 86 strip yeah. club. No, it was we'll very, have to do it was very, um, what was that episode with uh, Two and a Half Men? Or no, Two and a Half Men. Um, what's her name? The little, the little one, the gymnast. Okay. The gymnast. Are you making me do a long walk to the Big Bang Theory? <laughs> you said, yes. You said a nostalgia, right? Yeah. So you're talking about the bronze? Yes. Thank you. Wow, everybody, you you I heard can't whatever that the, was here. I can never remember the movie. Anymore. But so we we are introduced to the laziest uh, detective ever. Yes, and we have For Nelson sure. trying to get out of town. He's on the bus. He, he cleans himself up. He gets on the bus and he misses. And how know, did he, he get all that blood out? 
I, I don't know. It's impossible. I know. It's well. It's it's you know. It's a comedy. We're switching roles here. I'm like being yeah, just calling it's out all, the it's little. All good. See what you've done to me. It's all good. All right. I know. I'm just taking that energy, baby. It's <sighs> taking it right away. Take it. And Take he it. he sleeps past all the, um, all the the towns. And where, where does he end? It's Broken Branch is the name of where Crow's he ends Nest. Up. Oh, Crow's Nest. That's Crow's right. Crow's Nest. There is a movie called Crow's Nest I watch. Oh, my God. Don't watch it. It was like... Oh. oh. Yeah, literally just recently. Well, Crow's Nest... It was one Nest, of those little... It was just a little independent. But... It was just a little independent? It was. Oh. But you're not going to love it. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, no I might be mixing Crow's it up Nest. with the thumbs number, down. but it was, it was uh, pretty bad, down. if I remember. Well, right. it's not necessarily a town. It's a proposed town because they've got you know a ditch... And um, I've been driving this route for yeah, 30 yeah. years or whatever he says. I, I think that's hilarious. And, you know, so he ends up in small town. Now, does this harken back fugitive hiding out in a small town to any other little independent we've done before? Oh. Oh. You a know, fugitive hiding out in a small maybe, town. Well, maybe it's not one fugitive. Maybe it's two. Oh, you know, to, to pretending to be something they're not. Nelson pretends to be a banker. He is a banker, clearly. But, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. It, Happy it, Texas. It, it, there you go. You, so did, I, I, did he hashtag spoon feed Todd? I got, um, yeah. <laughs> is, that was for was you, it enough for you? Little baby bird. You gave me everything but the title, yeah. Yeah, there you, you know, go. Steve cheap, Zahn cheap, does cheap, the wild cheap. dance, you know. Cheap, cheap, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you fuck up spoon feeding somebody. Cheap, cheap, motherfucker. <laughs> I just spoon fed you and you failed. You drifted off my beak. Asshole, <laughs> went right off the beak. Yeah, we yeah we can't do that. We are derailed. I, I find it interesting that they go back to uh, you know to the company, and, and since Nelson has been gone, the productivity in his uh, department has gone up thirty <laughs> percent. And they they're like, yeah, he was just in the meeting, so now like cops are looking for him, and you know, so it's you know, I had touches of American Psycho. And and again, I can't go on a diatribe about how much I love that book and the movie, but that's such a pivotal part of the book and in the part of the movie of American Psycho that they're all indistingu- indistinguishable from each other. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, he pretend Patrick Bateman pretends to be somebody else, like for an entire meeting, you know, here and there. So it's that like he's not seen; he's just a number, corporate America. You know, and then they're like, he was just in this meeting and he, he clearly wasn't like he stormed out of the building covered in blood. Productivity is up because he's gone. I just think it's really funny. <laughs> and then, you know, he, he finds himself another trope having to hitch a ride somewhere. So you've got a little bit of North by Northwest because he's got to run along a cornfield. But this is a railroad hop. So as railroad hops go, how do you like this one? It was my first LOL. Your first LOL was when he when he dove through, dove through the, the train. Road car. <laughs> and I yeah, just like you did right know, there. It's so corny. It, it was funny as the hell. Way though. It was filmed the angle and him just going because yep. again, you've seen it in other movies. You Not know, like I think I, Buster I, Keaton's done it. You know, okay, like, yeah, but I didn't. Just it was completely yes, unexpected for me. It's that, really funny. That's my first LOL. Was that Jess's or no? Is it no, coming up? Okay. No, 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 no. So I no. got a couple more. We'll see if they line up. And and mine, you know, so he misses the train and he runs to catch up with it. Another trope. Running to catch up with the train. And he barely gets there and all of a sudden the train starts to stop. And as it's stopping, he's just bumping against the back. Yeah. Pump. 
pump as the train's stopping. So he has to now, you know, ease it more easily, hop into a train car, right? So in movies, what typically happens? You hop in a train car. What are the variables? Well, sometimes there's hobos in there. There you go. Hobo stew in there. Great. Yep. Didn't happen. No hobos. Nope. But we did get ham. Well, yeah, there, there's there's food. You know, you have somebody who's traveling. There's a small train, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the only cargo. And and that one, I mean, that one kills me. Yeah. Because when he finally ends up at a stop, and they're like, what are you transporting? Tainted ham. And they pull the thing open. <laughs> yep. And there's, I mean, again, I laugh every time. He's got one ham in his hand with a bite out of it and then there's 20 empty cans <laughs> 10 10 to be exact if i didn't count but that's what you they say in the it? hospital oh, you're good you're good so i have a gem for you ryan this is a little surprise oh, yeah bring it so like the song says tainted ham oh all right another right. 80s right right, exactly. right? okay tainted right this is from cnn okay and November 7th, 1997. What year was this movie made? 97. Or, well, it was You're way in... off mic there. Released in 97. Yeah. Okay. That's so this, okay. This is a CNN article from 1997. Tainted ham suspected in deadly bacteria outbreak. Chaptico, Maryland. 600 people sickened at a church dinner. Sunday fundraiser at Our Lady of the Wayside Church. Whoa. 1,400 people attended this fundraiser. 600 of them were sickened by tainted ham. Wow. So do you think there's any connection at all? Well, being that it was the end of the year, 11 November 7th, I want to say yeah. It's a good trope. I want to say that's why they choose the ham. Yeah. But I, I... I'm sure this was filmed in 96 and came out in 97. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's a good trope, but you know, so What a coincidence though. He he's he's eating all this tainted this tainted ham. Oh. And then he, we we find another trope and this is what I love. He's in a hospital and he wakes up. Hashtag not a trope. What what's not a trope? I was trying to be funny, failed miserably. <laughs> You know, because of the whole not a not of this, not of that. Ah, hashtag not a trope. That's a yeah. I'm mystified too. Hashtag it's okay. this this they're podcast all, is a trope. They're not all going to be winners. This podcast is a trope. They, they, they won't they won't all be winners. But he wakes up, which is nice because he's taken to a hospital. He's not uh-huh. a suspect, so doesn't he wonder why he's not cuffed to the hospital bed of any sort? So he wakes up just as a regular patient. You know, this well, is yeah, still he doesn't know. on the joke and he's not. He was eating ham and then he just wakes up in a hospital. Yeah. So he doesn't know that he was arrested or anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you have another fun trope. And that's, <laughs> what's your name? The making Looking a, a around the room. Trope. Yeah. Yeah. Now what, there's a movie that, that happens in and I don't know what it is. Please help me. A movie that... I, where he looks around the room to name to to name stuff, and I knew you. Yeah, shame that, on me. That I know. I I see it, but I don't know what it is. The most you know, probably famous, uh, you know, notion of that in a movie in general is the unusual suspects when, you know, his entire yeah, no, story but it's a comedy. I'm on. thinking of, but yeah, 
But this one I think is really funny because it's absurd and then it's really absurd because yeah. he's looking around the room. Jones. And he lands on, he sees Jones. And then. Can't find the first name. Can't find anything around this room except for an enema bag. Enema bag Jones. And the doctor's enema so straight faced. The lady doctor, she's like, oh, well, now you're no, just lying now to you're me. you're just lying. That's not your name. <laughs> you think? Yeah. <laughs> and again, funny enough, but then they take it a step farther by saying his name is Dr. Harris. And she, without missing a beat, says, no, that's, that's my, my name. name. <laughs> yep, as they zoom in on her name tag. So, again, trope, done well, and it just, that Yeah, that we just can't remember it's the really movie funny. that that's from. I, I it's wish from I a knew. lot. Of, it's from a whole bunch of there, movies. But there's, yeah, there's one I have in mind. I can't, yeah. I can't get there. So, um, we have uh, in, uh, a predictable escape from a hospital. Oh, uh, am i stifling you no all my notes Have i'm, I'm trying to i gotta catch up see we didn't we you know again transparent we talked about that like you know when i make todd nervous about his notes and yeah I, he gets the sweats <laughs> and he gets a little red yeah it's like uh-oh it's like his it's like clenches what little, happens Whoa. after tainted ham exactly <laughs> he's got the meat sweats see hopefully if we miss anything or if anybody wants to know yeah. they can you know email us and let us know what, what they missed. All right. I wrote hospital escape. So yeah, that huh? was real detailed of me. <laughs> well, you know, he escapes a hospital. And uh, again, there's the sneaking into a room and into an old man, an unconscious old person's room and oh, taking yeah, their shit. Yeah. And then and then the clothes he comes up. Yeah. The old person's clothes with the bow tie. and the <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that was funny. It, it, you know, and he's having trouble with the hangers and, and up it goes. And he makes all this noise, right? Funny, funny, funny. But the last thing he does is look to see if the guy's like dead or not. He just takes a beat and he's like, huh? Like acknowledging you should have woken up. Yeah. Are you okay? And it, that's what makes me like that takes that scene a step further. Humanizes him. Well, yeah, and, and it shows you that he's kind of in on the absurdity of it, I guess. You know, that like, wow, that's weird that you didn't wake up. Okay. <laughs> are you okay? And then he leaves. And again, I... I watch these movies definitely differently under the guise of this this podcast. And Jess asked me again last night, like she was awake to this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good for her. She hadn't seen her favorite part yet, and <laughs> and she'll ask. <laughs> I got to stay awake for the and laugh. As soon as it, it happened, immediately out. No way. It was hilarious. I was you standing film up. This. I was standing up like I do. Anyway, yeah, too pacing, much. Nobody wants to hear it. Pacing making a making. Uh, Nobody wants to your hear car- it. Wearing out the carpet. And the the next thing that I think is freaking hilarious is commensurately with Nelson trying to escape is our killer in here. And he dresses up like a surgeon and he's asked to save a cop who shot. And I think that that is hilarious. It's you never see it. And he like gives it a go. He's like, got to give him the paddles. Yeah. And he's, you know, sitting yep. down and it's hilarious. I'm not even sure if he put the paddles in the right place. He didn't. He didn't. I didn't think so because he put one directly over. They believe it, and it's it's super super and then, funny. And then he flatlines. Oh, so you're getting out your. So I didn't have. This is interesting because I usually guess where you do your uh, recording. Oh, okay. And I had I had nothing on this one. Oh, I, really? Nothing came to me watching. The, I watched the movie twice, and nothing jumped out at me like, oh, this is going to be Ryan's well, moment. You know what? We talked about this because comedies are hard. Every time. 
And it's hard for me to pick a clip uh-huh. because I don't want to really ruin it. I mean, again, we say it all the time. We do want people to watch the movies always and acknowledge these filmmakers and right. support the, all of this stuff. Yeah. You know, because it, it, it makes me sad when Dave Foley feels bad about himself for this movie. And, <laughs> you know, selfishly and humbly, I would love, you know, for him to at least know that I think his movie is hilarious and it gives me some brightness. And that if it gives somebody else some brightness, oh. you know, that's what art's all about, right? Hey, hey, Dave, you can email us at <laughs> a little independent podcast oh at gmail.com. I wouldn't know what to do. Ryan is hashtag I wouldn't a fan. Know what to do. Well, fan of Dave. Again, we're just going to just keep lobbing tropes. Uh, <laughs> hitchhiking. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So a lot of movies come to mind, you know, having to hitchhike and, and especially hitchhiking as a fugitive. Um. So here's my here's my quote. I think this. Oh, guy stole is it the, the show. crazy guy? The yeah, is it the, J- the, the JFK no yep. bullet? Okay. Now, um, this is an actor who I he's in a movie that I cherish, and um, Clarice may or may not have seen it. It's pretty much a benchmark of whether I think you're a good person or not, of whether you like this movie. Well, there's no pressure there. Um, I was. You know, saw it in the theater, one of the only, and it's it's gotten a resurgence thanks to video, I think, but it is called Galaxy Quest, and um, it stars uh, Timothy Allen, and uh, Sigourney Weaver uh, is in it, um, uh, the late Alan Rickman, uh, Mr. Justin Long also in it, wonderful film. Anyway, um, he plays Mathazar in Oh, Galaxy Alan Rickman, Quest. Snake. Yeah. <laughs> Back to last yeah. So have you seen Galaxy Quest? Serious Snake. No. All right, Snake is in it. This guy's in or it. Snape. And anyway, you can call me Pliskin. I'm kind of wondering if there wasn't some ad living here, because it's really random. But anyway, um, oh, by the driver, this guy who thinks he's a fugitive, he get, he picks himself up now, new phone, and you know we'll we'll make sure. Hopefully, this isn't a technical faux pas. But uh, so here's our uh, our guy who picks up uh, Nelson. on and i cut yeah, it there and that is going to come up later again two tea bags and some wax paper yeah, that that was good stuff his That's head just come. did that i mean I'm, i, I want to start perpetuating know, that the no now, bullet theory holy shit now that i don't know why i didn't get that 
as your pick. Really? I really should have. Yeah. Now, just thinking about it, you know, oh. now that I see, I just like that is so. I should have. I I failed. It, it's I, super. It, I should have got fun. that. It's it's super fun, and that's what's funny. You know, like we're a bunch through the movie, and he hasn't, you know, really gotten to where he's going to be. And 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 once he gets where he's going to be, the movie moves kind of fast, and we yeah. can too. But you know, he gets to. <laughs> You know, For the love of God, will you hurry up? I know. Where the hell does that guy keep coming? I know. Gosh. Moose. <laughs> Shut up, Moose. <laughs> so he ends up getting another ride, and he's picked up by a, a lovely a lovely young lady named Lynn, played by Jennifer Tilly. So this is exactly... I want to just point out. I'm sorry. I, yeah. stepped, I, I knocked you down there. This is exactly the halfway point in the movie, 45 minutes in. Oh, is it? Yeah. And so the screenwriting, not everybody goes by it, but a very standardized screenwriting formula is the halfway point of the movie or close to it is where you have the major plot point and twist. So they oh, yeah. they were clearly writing to that in this because this is where they meet it exactly gotcha. the middle of the movie. Yeah. And for me, Ryan... Got your attention. I said your name. You perked up there. That was. I got to do that more often. I say your I'm name, sorry. and you're like, "Bam!" Have I, have I, I, eyes, eyes meeting. Have I hurt and, you? Yeah. I don't mean it, man. Yeah. Did you get that Clarice on film? That was quite a moment. She got it on her eye film. Oh, okay. Yeah. With my eyes. What's what? What, what do you want with to say, my, man? What do you want to say? With my eyes, I love it. Just Clarice on, takes our on. pictures and TikToks us into, and whatever else. Position for this. Get get into get yeah. Into, get into position. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Okay, yeah. Tell me, man. All right, what was it? Where was it? <laughs> what was I talking about? <laughs> People are furious right now. Halfway point, and you know what, Ryan? You when I said your name, you you propped yeah, up. Yeah. Oh, for me, this movie got way better from this point on. Really? Be- the with Jennifer Tilly in it and their interaction between oh, each really? other and the chemistry they had. Really? Oh, that's good. It completely changes the movie. And it, it had its funny moments up to this point, but yeah. it was very super dry humor. So you got to be in the mood for that. True. And like that. Yeah. But when uh, Miss Jennifer Tilly comes in yeah. and takes your order. I told you, didn't I say she's just so charming? She's a gem in this movie. She yeah. is. And I love how the cop is like, you know, he's he's like, oh, we got to go to the, that restaurant and, and order what he ordered to get in his head. So, and even when he gets all these resources by the, cause he can't wait to quit yeah. this case fast enough. Yeah. We got to watch the strippers line, dance. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> get some like, clues. Yeah. They didn't even go to a strip club. He's like, they might've passed through or something or whatever. Yeah. So again. They're no, in New York eating in a French restaurant. And does that change it at all for you knowing that he's a writer? Arlen. I didn't know he was a writer. Yeah. I didn't either. But Arlen was really made, help yeah, make this funny. film. He was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Comic relief in this for sure. So he he gets in in another you know stranger's car, and her name is Lynn, and she's a narcoleptic. Now, a little bit of a, but you don't know it. You don't, and you could see that as maybe a crutch for the movie and something that kind of, you know. But I think it's very effective crutch because it's they, funny. It's it's another it, movie. And it There's does another... come into play. Yeah. At, at it's the a end. trope. It is, but when. She just falls asleep in the truck, and he just doesn't do anything at all. Well, she wakes up and says, "Did I have an episode?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he goes, "I'm thinking you did." Yeah, 
But if you look, that was he doesn't funny. do. He's just like, huh, huh, huh. He's so slow to react. Yeah. And, and by the time he, he's not Sully. He's not Sully. That is true. So we find she's a narcoleptic. She's um, it, again another tie to Happy Texas with a bank. And a tie to Ernest goes to jail. Okay. Not that that's relevant. Another tie to Happy Texas. Yeah. There's a bank. So she's the daughter of the guy who owns the bank. So there's a small town bank. Yeah. Joe was the daughter yeah. who took over the bank yeah. her, when her dad died. Yeah. 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 Okay. There you go. Nice. If we look hard enough, we can, you know, oh, yeah. six degrees we of could pick, We could pick any. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> wait. And I said six. Wait. Can I? Wait, wait. Yeah. Can I just stew in that for a second? Yeah. Just a second. Six degrees of oh, Ali. How many degrees are Kevin Bacon? Is it six oh, or seven? It six. It's seven degrees. It's seven. It is seven degrees. But no, we're, we're Ali. Yeah. So, you get, so yeah, a little bit different. You'll get it within six degrees. Well, and it's like the other hitchhiker and there's something about Mary with the, you know, How brilliant would it be abs. if people were doing that? Yeah. Six well, degrees of our 40 podcast. Any game that they want to come up with and play, where we support it. Yeah. Tell us about it on Facebook or uh, on uh, on our email. So, a little independent podcast at gmail.com. Gmail. We have a guy who's a fish out of water now and fish in a the, truck. The, the, he, he decides to stay. You know, she tries to patch up his, his, his wound and, you know, he does the I'm a loner and you don't want any part of me. And he's really easy to convince to stay. And when the father comes home, you know, to learn that she, she's taken this guy in, he's, oh, you know, he's, we went past. I did it again. I'm really good at this. We went past the scene that I thought was Jess's moment. One of my LOLs. Oh, oh. Right before he gets in the truck we, with we Jennifer did. Tilly. We did. Yeah, we did. He he finds a water machine at a gas station or a, what is it? Like a Yeah, it's at a it's at a gas station. And I wrote water machine Cleveland question no. mark. What the hell is a water machine? In 1997, where they have payphones and rotary dial yeah, phones on the desk. No, it's it's like a rapid fill thing where they fill buckets. But did they have somebody, such a thing? Yeah, then? I mean, this machine thing. is clearly no, old. We, did, we totally blew it, and it. But was, when he stuck his head under there, yeah. Well, first they show somebody doing it the right way with the jug. Yeah. And then our guy has been on the run and running and hitchhiking, and he walks into this place and he sees this machine and he sticks his head up under there. Yeah. Presses the button. And oh my God, is it funny? Yeah, a um, deluge, a yeah. waterfall, a la the fugitive. You know, the jumping. In the there water is a waterfall in, in, in the, the fugitive. fugitive. Yes. And he did take in a bit of water when he went down that waterfall. So, yes, yeah. he did. <laughs> Don't go chasing waterfalls. To be dead. It, it was when he checks into the hotel. The, that fake name. That's when she loses yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, and and it gets me too. Double because, failure. Yeah, on my and, part. Yeah, and sorry to go back, but yeah, they he checks into you know that's another trope. Checking into a hotel, you write down a fake name, and he can't think of one because there's nothing around him. Yeah. To, to oh, when they're reading it, yeah. When they're so reading the fake like, name, they... nice to meet you, Mister. And the gentleman across the way with the curly hair is Kevin McDonald of the Kids in the Hall, by the way. Right. So when he's reading it, welcome to whatever, Mister. Khaled. Cran Cal Cali Cranston to Hill Cranston, and then 
he joins in like, wait, it's Kelly Krant, and it's clearly yeah. not. Yeah, he, but they struggle through it for like ten minutes. He doesn't even know his own name. She just laughed so hard, she almost died that night, and and she made that you know that transcend, transcended beautiful like laugh face, and yeah, it gets us every time. Sorry, yeah. So that was a moment. So we clearly not that big a deal this time, because I breezed right on <laughs> past it. Suck it that moment. There you go. We we got it. We got. Thank it. you. Thank you. This does not have to be a linear. That was, that was the spiritual. This could be a circular. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. Maybe well, I'm trying to be spoon. in the moment, spiritual, even yeah. with Stella over here as much as I can. Uh, you know, because Stella, me. Stella will me. take me out of the spiritual moment. Yeah. And create desires. Yeah. That, you know. And again, they <laughs> they make the movie move pretty quickly, and they use it as a joke because the father comes home and meets him, and he's fixed the picket fence. But you find out he's just glued it, and then he closes yeah. the car door, and it all falls down. He's holding down. a bottle of Elmer's. So, so yeah, Jennifer Lynn, well, not Jennifer, Jennifer Lynn, Tilly, but character her character's name is Lynn, Lynn, has convinced him to stay, offering him a job as being a handyman, even though, so they can afford to pay a handyman. I guess it'd be for room and board. Yeah. But they can't afford ice. She starts crying because they can't afford ice because yeah. they're so broke. Tough time. And why can't you afford ice? Because the refrigerator broke. Not yeah. not the refrigerator broke, and I can't. You know, it's yeah, like we can't afford ice. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it's it's a tough time, and so now it's he's going to help the small town, and they're going to put him in a uh, they're going to put him in in the bank because he's a banker, and that's clearly what he is. And I love the dad. You love the dad? The dad is going to put him the in, dad's give him a put job him the at the bank. Yeah, because uh, the gal just retired. The front desk lady's getting retired. And they move things along by that night. He's going to bed in the infamous nightgown scene where she you know, steps in the doorway. And you think he's been there forever. And he's like, I, you know, I'll never forget these past four hours. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you've moved it along. And there you go. And then we're introduced well, to the can villain. We just, can we just talk about the turn clockwise a little bit? If you want to, perv. Perv. <laughs> so, so you didn't you didn't enjoy yeah, that, it's, that it's particular it, moment because it's so. So she's in a see through white nighty, <laughs> so standing in his doorway, provocatively, and he's like, "Oh, we can't do this." But then she flips it, yeah, and she was really being innocent. Just that's the way she happens to dress for bed, yeah, right? It's just a white nightgown, and, and then, it's so super so she, innocent, but yeah. in the wrong light. So she is backlit. And then he has her turn clockwise a little bit. And she's like, what for? He's like, oh, nothing. So you, you get a clear profile of her um, uh, She's her she's, beautiful yeah, appendages. She's very naked. And she's super naked. and Bre- it's But it's so ridiculous. <laughs> super vestiges. In this movie, it's PG-13. Yeah. She had a, I she had a rated R. On. I thought it was rated R. And, and I thought I, it was maybe rated R really. for language. No, 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 before. Because when I looked at the back of the box, I was like, holy crap. And that's when I told you, you know, have we done a PG-13 movie yet? Happy Texas. Happy. And yeah, then we went through Then there's been a few. There's been quite a few. Yeah. yeah. Shows what we know and remember about all this. Wait, this Happy Texas stuff. might be. Clarice, will you tell us what Happy Texas is rated, please, while we talk? talking? <laughs> I thought it was rated R. I think it's PG, but so, I could be wrong. Again, the movie turns things on its head because the villain is Farmer Brown. <laughs> In all of yeah. these small town movies, it's somebody taking advantage of the farmer. Yeah, this is a bad farmer Brown, and and, and I I 
I love that twist in the movie, actually. And I wrote yeah. down Farm Aid. Yeah. And I wrote down John Mellencamp. Yeah. You know, what was that song? Like, Blood on the Scarecrow, Blood on the Plow. Blood, blood on the Plow. Oh, yeah. Something yeah, on yeah. the, yeah, it was all about this time. Was that and Ain't there was, That America? There was a, yeah. Ain't That America. Then there was a whole big Farm Aid thing with Willie Nelson. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was, so it was so taken, a play off of this. Yeah, and he's taking the little town back. Yeah. And to plant his field. He's being corn. the ruthless farmer. He's like, I'm going to yeah. tear this building down yeah. and plant some plant corn. Another cornfield. <laughs> I'm going to rip like, this old bank down. You asshole. Yeah. You asshole. Yeah. We want commerce to continue. And, you know, he's introduced and, you know, they, they show Nelson and, and, you know, this guy clearly thinks, you know, Nelson is, is a problem because he's going to help the bank survive. But the villain's exit line to leave the first scene. When he's introduced, and he says to the broccoli field, Jedediah, and hurry. I almost lost myself. <laughs> to the broccoli field, Jedediah, and hurry. What is that now? That's when he leaves the bank, when he's like, I'm fucking you all up. You're done, and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, Nelson's here. He's going to blah, blah, blah. And it's his final, like, The bad guy you. farmer, yeah. the old guy? Yeah, and he's like, we're leaving. That's his exit line. He's like... To the broccoli field, Jedediah, in hurry. Because he's all upset by what they said, so he has to comfort himself. To God damn it. That man, was beautiful. Oh, I, I I didn't That made me laugh so hard to the broccoli field. Jedediah. I think I needed to have the yeah. the subcap captions on for that because yeah. to catch because oh, you yeah, said it kind of I, I did, yeah, I yeah, had to watch yeah. it with with yeah, absolutely. I remember him mumbling something, but yeah. not the broccoli fields. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it was hard to hear because of that low yeah. sound. So we rumble. have a rating. It was PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Oh, point Todd. Yeah, you go. <laughs> so you know they they clearly want to they're they're going to sabotage the bank, right? Um, and it's you know small town bank, and they're planting. Been there for a century. Yeah, yeah. you know forever. Um, you know he he has humble plans for the bank. They're planning. So they're plotting. They figure out that that uh, Nelson's involved in this thing. He and Lynn fall in love very quickly, and I love the scene where they're walking through the field. Yeah, and he decides to make the confession, and she he's, conf- and she just drops down <laughs> <laughs> again. She did that really well. Easy laugh, but yeah. the way it was shot, the field, she's uh-huh. just looking wonderful. The, and you know, I'm gonna. And he starts talking. And her and little you see country her, girl dress, and he keeps going. I again. Yeah, he confesses to nobody. Yeah, she and you can't see her anywhere because it's waist high. You exactly, know, wheat. exactly. And he, so they're they're falling in love, and all the meanwhile, the detective has all this money. He's got this mobile command center. They've been in New York. <laughs> they're you know catching yeah. the matinee of of the Moby Dick musical. Yeah, you know just in case yeah. they've been there. Yeah, and yeah. Get us tickets for that Moby Dick. <laughs> yeah, it's called Moby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Well, the reason he's doing all that is because the FBI told him yeah, in the beginning resources. that you have unlimited resources to hunt this guy down. Yeah, we can't. Not even close. And they have. But the thing is, and this is something we hadn't said. There's a picture of the killer. Like again, nobody thinks it's Nelson at all. Right. That's, which makes all that's this the twist. And yeah. so, but the killer this whole time thinks Nelson is this super spy, like a like a monster cop. Yeah. And. Super cop. And, and so much to the point where, you know, in a hostage situation, he's like, who's the cop? Who's the super cop? And they're like, yeah. 
What what are you talking about? There is no super yeah. cop. Are you telling us you have a third yeah. hostage There's, that we yeah. can't see? So all that when you're in on the scheme, it's fun. Yeah. And you're in on something that that you know Dave Foley his character isn't. Well, and and everyone is thinking something different. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So it's funny. And his anxiety in the core of it. In his in his machismo, you know, he's like doing the peewee thing, like I'm a loner, I'm a rebel, Donnie. You know, he does the same thing, and then she Pee-wee easily Herman? convinces, yeah, easily convinces him to stay. So we we get to you know, I'd call a a, a a head where the killer's in town. He's been tasked with you know killing Nelson because he can kind of foil the whole plan, right? So all they're all in the bank, and he makes the impassioned speech. About you know Bob, I gave you the your first loan, and you know Bill, you wanted to start that men's jewelry yeah, store. The, the rich farmer ran an article that the killer is working in the bank. Yeah, yeah. So the the town is in an uproar, and they're all wanting to withdraw their money. Yeah, and they're all yelling and screaming. Yeah, and he does the speech, and 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 they're like, no, we're, we'd like to take our money out, please. Thank you. <laughs> and the actual killer's there. Nelson thinks the jig is up, and he wants to escape. So again. The real killer's escaping. Nelson's escaping. And it's really funny. And I, I like the, you know, the way he escapes is so stupid because he's just like, oh, uh, sorry. And, you know, yeah, they're, they're walking like, around like going, give us our money. Yeah, or, we, we want we, our money. No yeah, they're just trying to fit into the crowd. Kind of like the nosebleed and the, yeah, and out when they he go. escaped the hotel and he puts a towel over his head. Yeah. 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 That that's silly. Like, oh, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd like one room, yeah. please. <laughs> One, oh, one room. Oh, wait, wait. Work. Do you have any rooms yeah. available? Um, my name's Bill. Um, when it it, it kind of starts to come to to a head, there there are some little goofy scenes where you know he's in that that stupid outfit, and the barbershop convention shows up, and he gets on that bus, and he goes yeah. to the fair, and then so that was a Dumb and Dumber trope for me. That was you know like the Hawaiian Tropic. Well, they never got on that bus. No, sad to say. It's maybe more of a like, um, there, yeah. There, there's a few, you know, Tommy Boy, but it's an airplane. Anyway, he gets on the bus. <laughs> they all end up at this, this, this fair, and I love how the killer catches up with them and knocks him out. And they're, you know, they're going to do a hostage situation. Knocks him out, and he's holding on to Nelson, you know, carrying him about and carrying him about. Yeah. And what brings Nelson? awake because he, he just was awake he woke he knocked him out with the with the butt of his gun yeah and then he just put him under his arm and his carry him like because he's so tiny compared to this yeah. guy so the police you know everybody's kind of you know you know it's all coming to a head and and ken daly's you know participation is coming in but he's you know he's walking him around yeah and nelson is like no i didn't do it and he's like you're awake and he's like yeah i've been awake for some time now yeah. i thought you wanted <laughs> to you carry wanted me, to carry me. <laughs> but he's holding them all uncomfortable yeah, yeah. and uh, again they have this 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 little you know this kind of I, I guess a call to what would you say maybe uh, planet of the apes again uh, atop the uh, statue of liberty you know what is truly amazing, Ryan? What's that? Is that I don't know which one of us did it, but both of us are taking this movie uh-huh. and tying it directly in multiple times, interweaving it, if you will, 
1969 classic, Planet of the Apes. Could these movies be any farther apart? Wow. Think about that. That is true. I just I just wanted to that is bask true. in that beautiful that moment because I want to be in the moment with yeah. you. I, I, you know, we, we have a lot of callbacks in the show and I hope people like that. I hope, you know, people enjoy well, if they don't, the they're random, not listening. The <laughs> random love. And yeah. And, and again, many what people you hit Clarice when you just want to shut off a it's podcast. A, it's a three sec- <laughs> yeah. Many people listen to the intro and then maybe skip to the reviews. And as long as they enjoy whatever they're listening to, I'm in. Uh, but anyway, well, that would suck if somebody skipped the whole hour and a half podcast and just to listen to the reviews i don't care however i'm you down enjoy. with that however yeah you you're, enjoy, you're absolutely right however the music touches your toes yeah what evil what can evil uh, you know what i regret that <laughs> hey, our intro is in this movie not our real names not our real names well, we have, um, I think, another trope where we have the hostage negotiation situation, and I think it's that's a, this is a hilarious one where, okay, you know, he's like, "And you want a helicopter?" And the guy's like, "I don't want a helicopter." And the cop's like, "It's already done. We've ordered the helicopter. We can't take it back now." So again, it's very ridiculous. You let go of one hostage, we'll cancel the helicopter. We'll can- yeah, <laughs> again, it's super ridiculous, and how it ends is is super goofy, but. It wraps up in a nice kind of corny bow and uh, kind of how... Oh, like a farmer? Yeah, a well, corny sure, bow? A corny bow. A filthy corny bow. Hashtag filthy corn. corn. Ooh, maybe we can get the band corn pissed at us if we did it filthy K-O-R-N. Well, what, what's that game with, the that backwards. starts with corn? That game where you toss a beanbag? Cornhole. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say it. You are a <laughs> child. I love you. I love you. I love you, this man. I love this you man. You are a trope, sir. Yeah. And, you Nova. know, they they end on a, again, they flip it where, you know, I'm going to settle down right here with you in this small little town where yeah. and she's stuff, like, she's like, I hate it here. I, Cleveland oh, sounds pretty good okay, to me. Okay, well, I can jump back into the rat race. Sure, fine, you know. That made me laugh when he said jump back into the rat jump race. Jump back into yeah. the rat race. And, well, uh, you think about it. You grow up in that nothing... You know, a thousand, twelve, you know, two thousand people town, and all you, you know, and you're young. All you want to do is get into the big city and experience yeah. life. You know where, and then when you come to the other end of the spectrum, you just want to get away from the rat race and exactly. Or yeah, and there they go. Last line of the movie. Um, Did you clock it? Is it a? It's terrible. Shit. Let's see what I got. It's it, well. I, well, I got epiphany exclamation mark. Um, I love the little uh, Jennifer Tilly's little thing on Epiphany. Like yeah. you're describing, yeah, you're exactly yeah, yeah. describing an Epiphany. No, no, it's not that. It's this. Uh, really no, struggle to carry Tilly. I guess I'm on the wrong page. Because at, at the very end, during their romantic kiss, she falls asleep, and he's yeah, holding on. And I, I mean, that was funny because the they, they is... did a long wide shot, and here they got little David Foley. I mean, Jennifer towers yeah. over him, you know. And and he's trying to carry her, yeah. well, actually under the like under the armpits, dragging her. Yeah, and he is really struggling. Yeah, and they do a long shot on that. I just thought that was so hilarious. I would have loved for her to say, "Let's stay in this little town, you know, run a hardware store." Maybe not. No, don't do that. Pod, do this podcast there. 
she could just be charming and, and wonderful. And uh, that's that. That would be the end. I, you know, why the rat race? Why do that anymore? Do this podcast there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, finding even more. Are you doing a metaverse? Place. Are you yeah, doing yeah. our reality inside of this movie? Well, the movie did uh, was nominated for a couple of awards. I know my war, my movies don't tend to garner much praise. This is a trend. People you, are you talking. You did a little. People like, are talking. You did a thing with your awards. hand and like a cupping motion, almost like you were cupping a we have to wax paper and secret. tea bag, like you were cupping things. it. Was that what Secret. I got from that? Uh, Canadian Comedy Awards. It was nominated uh, for uh, Best Performance in a Film, Dave Foley, and for Director. And it was the winner for the Jury Award U.S. Comedy Arts Festival Best Screenplay. So, U.S. Comedy U.S. Comedy Arts Festival Best Screenplay. In so three guys, did they give them three trophies, I in wonder? 1999. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> you don't, you I've never won one. <laughs> I've never been a part of a group but who's when, won yeah, one. Yeah, they so. used they usually make one, but if there's three screen raiders. But the takeaway is thank God for the kids in the hall, and, and I'm so glad they're back. And uh, they've done other things, but uh, this is a movie that I don't I don't regret. And now I might want to watch the movie Big Trouble tonight uh, with Jess because she loves it. In Have Little China? That? No, just Big Trouble. Timothy Allen, we talked about that. Uh, Jeanine Garofalo, uh, somebody who I adore just more than anything. She's funny. Uh, Patrick Warburton. Is in it? Don't know. Is that a goat? That's a line in that movie. Fritos, you're going to want to eat Fritos. I'm going to get Fritos on the way home, and we're going to watch that tonight. Anyway, uh, rambling now, but we end as we always do. <laughs> He's a rambling with um, reviews. Reviews. There it is. And I'm starting with a one out of ten. I, I don't know. I mean, they're they're you they're usually okay. do the bad one first because yeah. I remember all the way back to episode one. Still, yeah. I still remember it. Huh? See what I did there? I still Oh my god. I still have to do this. I'm upset so too. I, uh, I'm upset too. But you mentioned on the phone the other day, Ryan actually called me twice, two days in a row this past week, which is a record. I can't call him because he never ever ever answers. I mean he's never answered when I call him. So I have to wait for him to call me. And uh, I know it's sad. It's categorically untrue. I, I'm but like just the gal sitting at home, ahead. you know, waiting for the phone to ring. <laughs> yeah, is it? You don't. Oh, story of my life. Story of my I, life. You know, I'm I'm with you, Clarice. I I, I don't uh, like the conflicts, but I'm trying to do it for comedic. This podcast is relief. about healing, and it's about connection. Yeah, it's about beauty. It's about laughter. Well, I, I was so excited about you calling. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot why we, what we were talking about and why you called. Um, we, we, well, we, we don't, uh, if, well, if anybody wants to know, we don't talk about, you know, this too much, but, um, we, we hit on a couple of topics and, uh, we talked about uh, people liking the reviews. Maybe that was it. I hope. Yeah. I was tying it into the me. Well, yes, yeah, the first review. You, you, we talked really about, we anything. talked about my reaction to still and how I got really defensive oh, yeah, and really angry defensive, and, yeah. and in a fighting mode Yep. and how I've mellowed. You have. At, at episode 40 is taking the bad reviews. Hmm. So we we were calling that a character arc for me. And I that, just thought I'd pull the curtain back a little bit. That really makes and me... And I'm really um, pulling the reins back on Ryan and enjoying this moment because he is like trying to get to the finish line. And I just, I'm going to let go of the reins now um, and let the horse run. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 
sometimes follow Clary's. Sometimes you just radio uh, silence. Sometimes help us out. you just <laughs> have to love the ones you're with, you know. And uh, well, sometimes these I moments felt I feel a little ill when I see the jockeys that were there before me. Mm-hmm. To to do a little horse quote there, it's just underwear, man. All right. Well, I'll start with our one out of ten. It's got some spoilers in it. Uh, that's what it says anyway. And it's titled A Huge Lesson from Hollywood. Be a big movie hit and you'll get skewered with a POC like this. Oh, point of sale? <laughs> I thought it was a POS, like a piece of shit. Well, they censored themselves. I, I'm guessing it means PO crap, piece of crap, but... <laughs> Well, don't I feel uh, a little a little you, silly okay. here? If you, yeah, I, we'll talk I, about. I said I was going to let the reins go and let the horse you run. Did. And you, what did you I do? Let the reins to your brain. Go. I, I pulled on the reins again. Yeah. I'm letting Holy them go. Cow. I'm sorry. Are I'm you gonna, having a stroke? I'm going to enter my. I'm going to edit myself here. All right, so I'll, I'll read this slower than usual, but not too slow. Okay. It's obvious from the get go that this rip off of the fugitive has the intelligence level of Bullwinkle, at least with Moose. We knew he was meant to be dumb and could always depend on Squirrel to get him out of a jam. Dave Foley is the dumbest of all corporate VPs, engaged to the boss's daughter, and so cocky. He truly believes he is in line for the much-coveted president position, which is about to be announced. The corporate Cleveland office he works in is populated by arrogant people who don't even know who he is, let alone that he's up, at least in his mind, for promotion. Even his secretary barely acknowledges him, and when she does, it is to let him know that his sobbing over having been overlooked for that position has been heard all over the office. So when future pop-in-law is found with a knife in his neck, Foley is so smart he automatically pulls the knife out, then scrambles for a way to get it neatly back in. On the run, he's chased by the actual killer, who believes him to be on to him. But a small-town farm girl, Jennifer Tilly, very cute here in spite of the horrid movie she's in, and her banker father, Joe Flaherty, believe in him as the police and the actual killer close in for the capture. Would rank five stars on the IMDb scale if you counted each of the actual laughs in the film. At one point, Foley says, Have I said too much? To which I responded, Yes, ever since your first line in the movie... Might have been a little too much, man. They responded that way. Only when the breathy Tilly is on does the film raise any excitement. Although she barely escapes with her dignity, with her narcoleptic character, <laughs> all of a sudden passes out in SpaghettiOs. By the time this movie came out, cinemas have been overrun with spoofs of the big blockbusters, and this ranks as one of the smelliest in the group. This is a nod to an obscure Hitchcock World War II classic, Saboteur, which does create one of the five laughs I counted. Colm Fior is appropriately creepy as the actual killer, but he is so cartoonish in his villainy, you just know his own inner stupidity will do him in if the wretched screenplay doesn't. So five laughs in a movie. That's the stinkiest, the smelliest of the group. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Having five laughs yeah. for a movie, you yeah. give I, one I, star. I, I give props to the, the, the nod to Saboteur, which isn't uh, untrue. And a 10 out of 10. Here it is. Um, and... Name the tamale lady, and it's titled Too Funny. Ah! 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 The moment the opening credits, if that's what they're called, began, I knew I was in for a treat. A great, dumb, brilliant parody treat. The hospital scene is a favorite, of course, because of Mr. Jones. The phone call to his fiancée, where he describes his lonely, desperate life, 
Crying the, in the office was funny. Some parts were overdone. For example, one ham would have done it. My husband was shown this when he was in a hyperbaric chamber, and it cracked him up. <laughs> we would have never known about it if the nurses hadn't played it for him. There are a lot of clever and funny things in this movie, but for me, the bottom line is, ah, ah, ah. My, my, my husband. That's the review. My husband was in a hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> All right. And we showed it to him. I'll, write it, I'll, I'll read that again. My, hus- my husband was shown this when he was in a hyperbaric chamber, and it cracked him up. We would never have known about it if the nurses hadn't played it for him. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. How about it? There you go. A lot of positive reviews. A lot of people giving love to the kids in the hall, which was kind of cool yeah. to see. Yeah. You just have to like that style of humor. Yep. You know, it's not for everybody, but they are really good at it. Spoofy and goofy and makes my heart happy. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, Ryan. it sure is. You like, And you even said to me, I want to do this film because I want to watch this motherfucker. Yeah, I did. I just <laughs> and, and as soon as Jess saw, you know, the the line where they couldn't figure out the name that he yeah, made yeah. up, and she's like, huh? and she, just out. So she has narcolepsy. It felt that way. It felt that way. I didn't know that she was fully asleep, and I, you know, commented on the next scene as I do. You know, she's behind me. I'm standing, and uh, I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know, you know, I want to watch that one. Kids in the hall. <laughs> Turn around, you nothing. know, yeah, nothing but wheat, yeah, nothing but an empty I, you know wheat that, field. That sensation of having said something and nobody's there, you know, like he feels, yeah, that's a major part of my life, <laughs> and I think that that grounds you. I think that humbles you. So that keeps me very, very, very humble. Maybe you should sit when you're watching the movie. I do eventually. Okay, um, you know, it depends if uh, home late. You know, got to eat dinner super late, and I'm eating dinner up and watching the movie and. Oh, I you see. Know, it's a lot, not a lot of time, but multitasking. You know, the love hopefully is there. Hopefully y'all feel it. And thanks to everybody for listening and for um, you know, being a part of uh, supporting independent movies and letting us do the same because it's a big deal for us. Yeah. And and thank you, Clarice, for joining us once again. Thank you, Clarice. Yeah. What well, ooh, that was very Hannibal of you. You know, it's just fun. To, it's fun to be a part well, of. That's, it's fun to 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 have a Clarice in in the group because we do so much quoting from that movie. Yeah, and it it he's like that's full circle. It's like, did we find her? Or did she find us? I wonder. It, how, I think how did it's the a universe, thing how did the that universe like she's do always that? been here. There's going to be photos of us. <laughs> Like having done this podcast, and Tear the she's, dog that bit me, Lloyd. She's all nice. <laughs> well, uh, you know, until the next time. Uh, hopefully, you had a good time with this, and, and it, you know, it gave a little levity in, yeah. uh, in the day. Th- this is this is my good time, right? Yeah, now. you know, we're still gonna uh, be opposed on one, but uh, you know, when and when that happens, it'll be a different vibe. But I'm sorry, be a what opposed? You know, on one on a movie, we're we're gonna have that fight one of these days. Well, I, you know, I try to avoid that. Yeah. I mean, so is that what you want, Ryan? Is you want us to just have a knockdown, drag them out fight? People want it, man. I think the people want it. Do you want me to get the eye of the tiger? Just come in here. Like, no, 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 no. That it's the Jerry Springer mentality. But you know, I think our podcast can use a little bit of it. it, You know, let's get a little dirt up in this thing. hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? You know, we're, Clarice, we're not, what, what we're not do you, famous What yet. do you like as a listener? I'll break up the fight. <laughs> there we go. That's perfect. Or it won't. And the, well, yeah. we have a mediator here, so yeah, that actually good. makes it a little better. It is. Yeah. Well, Todd, 
Yes, Ryan. We'll always have Monty Doro. Doro.